Welcome to Idle Talk. Today we have a guest. I'm Fernando. Valdez Adon. And please introduce yourself. Hello, I am Jazabel. I am from Becoming a Sunflower Podcast. Very happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> made you drive out all the way here. <laughs> uh, you guys sent me the location and like pull pulled up. up. Yeah. <laughs> How was the drive? Any complaints? Um, I felt like I was driving to Long Island. Yeah, I felt it, that too. Yeah. That's the vibe I got too. But it was nice once I like got around here. It kind of reminded me of uh, like some part in the Bronx mm. over by my college. Very cool. nice area. What college? I go to Mercy College. Oh, okay. Studying. Social work. That's lit. Yeah, I'll be graduating <laughs> in like seven weeks. So just counting down. Zoom graduation? Or Fucking YouTube. YouTube? <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. I was really upset about that, but it is what it is. Is your bachelor's? Yes. I wouldn't. Yeah. You can walk for your... I'm assuming you're going to get another degree, or you're going to... Yeah, I'm going to go to grad school. So my school does a four-year program where you do your master's with one extra, so five. Mm -hmm. Um, But they give us like a five-year mark until it's up. Mm -hmm. So right now, I'm just trying to graduate, get out of New York, and then see where I can find an affordable program because grad school is very expensive yeah and there's hardly scholarships for that no so. <laughs> i don't want to be in any more debt to Not the government financial aid or anything yeah well the topic that i want to bring on is what do women value in men i think that's like okay something yeah. that's been spoken on for quite some time in youtube mm-hmm. in the realm so what do you value in men me personally i value a man that can provide for me yes but also be sensitive to my emotional health like i i deal with a lot so like i need a man to understand like okay my girl's having a bad day let me try and comfort her or maybe let me try and cook dinner or clean the house for her um kind of thing like someone that really considers me yeah. in like what they do and like how would jazzable feel if i did this mm-hmm. kind of thing um and i think that someone that's just all about me kind of thing not to say like the world has to revolve around me but like you know you live your life but just remember that hey i have jazzable at yeah, home so I'm let me not part. fuck up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like even small things like let me not speed on the highway because I got to get home to Jazzable kind of thing. Like mm. that's the kind of person I want my partner to think about when. So can I just have you, they have them consciously think about you just like, okay, like I have this at home. I can't ruin this dynamic that I have by if I want to just speed home, even though it's like raining. Right? Yeah, we like all, we all... just simple things like remember in everything that you do, like someone's at home that is waiting on you to get home kind of thing especially because when you're in a relationship like you've been in a, a relationship for a long time right? seven years so now it's <laughs> that's really well yeah, yeah now it's like now you're at a point where it's like yeah everything you do affects me now everything i do will affect you yeah and so now we both have to be self-conscious about it just mm-hmm. like okay i can't if i was in a seven relationship seven year relationship i'm like i wouldn't be recklessly doing shit any anyway because like now 
I'm no longer just an individual. I have mm-hmm. another individual in yeah. my immediate, immediate vicinity. You're mm-hmm. a unit. Yeah. yeah. We're a team. Yeah, it feels like a marriage without like the, the marriage kind of thing. When you live together and you're together for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of develop different values over the years. Like I was yeah. 14 when I met him. So whatever I thought I wanted in a boyfriend now is completely different. And that was through experience and, you know, getting into relationships and having to sit down like, okay, when you did this, this made me feel like that kind Mm. of thing or like arguments that, you know, the truth came out about certain things. Like I hate it when you do this kind of stuff and just being able to (laughs) communicate our needs and realize what kind of, I guess, communication styles work best for us and help us stay strong in our relationship um because when you're together for seven years like you don't want to waste seven years for no reason so just constantly yeah like constantly work towards a bigger objective yeah like it can't be seven years of what is what is gonna be yeah like like, do you want to marry me or not yeah (laughs) now the the values that you put on like providing i think that's like I think that's always important, mm-hmm. and I think as a man, you should always be in that providing role. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that transition when it comes to the providing, as in the modern and the traditional values of a woman? Where do you think that lies? I think that it strongly depends on what's okay with you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I work full time. I go to school, like I make sure that I'm good financially before relying on my partner for everything. Mm. You know, like when it comes to the bills, like, yeah, he may pay all the rent by choice, but I pay for the food. I make sure that the house is clean. I make sure that we have soap to wash our bodies with kind of thing. And, you know, we have electricity and we're able to watch TV because the cable is paid and stuff like that. So just kind of getting an understanding of what, works best like when we go out do you want me to pay do you want to be the one that pays are we going half kind of thing and having that conversation about like where our financial um where we limitations yeah like what what do you want to do because i don't want to like force my boyfriend to pay for anything if he's not okay with Mm -hmm. that like when i go shopping for myself i'm not gonna make him buy me clothes yeah. because I can do that for myself kind of thing. Yeah. I think when it comes to like values, like if I'm, if I want to be in the provider role, I also mm-hmm. want something that's going to give me an e- like an equal exchange. Just like mm-hmm. you said, he's paying the rent of his own choice. Mm-hmm. Now what you're willing to do is that you're willing to cook and clean, but it's not like you're on, you're the only one cooking and cleaning, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you're willing to give, and then also take like there's yeah. this exchange that's going on. Yeah. Now, when you say uh, the communication, what I get from it, or like my fault, him thinking of you, what I get from it is emotional intelligence, mm. like knowing how to express that and understand what you're expressing, and then come to a conclusion of how to go on. Mm. How does that work within your dynamic? Um, like if I'm having a bad day, for example. I, this is the old me, before me having the conversation with him about what I want and, you know, what maybe I could be doing better on in my part. 
and I've learned that you know when I'm having a bad day instead of just acting like a bitch because honestly that, that's yeah. how I can yeah. be sometimes instead of coming home and acting like a bitch like you know sitting down like oh babe like I had such a stressful day and like him just being like well what happened and like let's talk about it and me communicating that there's something wrong instead of me making him kind of have to do the mind reading and understand because I used to be the type of person that was like why can't he see I'm having a bad day like why is he not like what is wrong with him why don't you have superpowers yeah (laughs) (laughs) can't you see I'm visibly (laughs) upset you look normal (laughs) yeah and like he had to tell me well you know sometimes I can't I don't know what's wrong like if you're acting a certain way like you kind of also have to do your part in letting me know like okay this is why instead of just making everything negative without communicating anything at all because that doesn't get you anywhere and i've learned that and how long did it take you to get to that point to have that conversation we had this conversation like a few months ago (laughs) (laughs) so that was like recent development yeah it was after a therapy session i was in such like a off mood we were going bowling with uh, my family no just individual therapy okay and it was a really tough conversation that day and usually like whenever that would happen like i would go into a funk or just start getting irritated about things and i took it out on him and he was just like why are you like she just couldn't understand why i was being such bad vibes and then i just started crying and then he was just like why are you crying like i just wasn't saying what was wrong yeah and then i finally told him like you know therapy's just been hard and i just started crying and crying and crying and he was like well if you don't tell me that like how am i supposed to know that and we kind of had that conversation and ever since then i feel like i've been doing a lot better with um you know letting him know how i'm feeling and i also told him that i felt that he couldn't he could be more emotionally supportive and once i started kind of opening up about what i was going through he was able to kind of be very emotionally supportive so i kind of realized like i was putting that pressure on him but i also wasn't doing the work within myself so it was like a a 50 50 kind of thing like we both have to work on this because it's not just you and it's not just me kind of thing yeah Yeah. because the relationship is it is 50 50 but you should be giving a hundred percent at that 50 right yeah just because it's split into two doesn't mean you give 50 percent of the effort as well like yeah you yeah. need to be giving your all on the half that that falls on you because you're mm-hmm. responsible for your half because there's two people in the relationship and there's two individuals that mm-hmm. are together and they have to work together as one so now there needs to be somebody can't be giving 100 percent and then the other person give 50 because right. then that this is not balanced mm-hmm. and then eventually it's going to lead to some kind of resentment some kind of outbursts yeah the, like oh i'm putting in all the work yeah kind of thing yeah and, and you definitely don't want that you definitely want to feel like you're both on the same terms you both want the same things and have the same end goal like you know when you go into a relationship you want to know like okay is this going to be long term are you just yeah. trying to have fun like what what are we doing because time is you everything like, you yeah you can't get it time. back and the energy exchange you also can't get that back so if you're spending time with someone like make sure you know exactly for what reason and if you want to be exclusive and have a long-term lasting relationship like make that known and show them don't just say it either yeah you know do the work what kind of values what what do you value in women i think pretty straightforward um 
we had an interesting conversation on your podcast so go (laughs) check that out when it comes out but um again just witnessing just the things that my mom went through I, i don't want to be that person that does that right so i would want to be better than the examples that i've had in my life growing up so i want in just in return like if i have your back just have my back mm-hmm. like i want Supporter. just the loyalty like like if i'm going out of my way because to work on oneself you need to go out of your way you can't do the bare minimum mm-hmm. right so if i'm actively trying to better myself actively trying to be better than the examples that i was brought up and not fall into that easy trap where it's like i'm doing that because it's all i know right so i'm i'm actively working towards being a better person and better a better man so I just kind of just need you to just ride with me. Just mm-hmm. make sure you got my back. Like I'm not asking you like clean the house, do do this, do that, do that. Because I, because my one of my on my love languages is active service, right? But not not for me. Like I enjoy fulfilling that love language. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. I'll fold the clothes. I'll wash dishes. Like I don't mind. Like I feel like I like as I'm washing dishes, I'm like doing like a little dance. Like, like, <laughs> like it's because I am essentially doing something for the other person that maybe they didn't ask for or didn't want to ask for it but i'm doing it just because i know like little things are going to add up it's like oh that was that was nice that you did that and i was like oh yeah no no problem like when we're doing laundry fold fold their laundry too like i don't really fold my laundry good right <laughs> I, i'm not gonna be like i'm the best right when i'm folding other people's laundry it's like i'm working at an h&m or like <laughs> One of those retail stores, like mm, 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 perfect, no wrinkles, <laughs> stacking it. But my my shit, I'd like fold once, put in the ball, throw it to the side. But it's like I know because I because doing that little things for me that wouldn't necessarily do anything for for myself because I know mm-hmm. myself. And but I feel like putting that extra work, like folding it, like if I was at at a job, like I feel like that's nice when you get your clothes and you're like, oh, it's folded like really well. And I would get compliments on it. I was like, you fold clothes better than me. I was like, yeah, because I'm actively trying to impress you. <laughs> what I value is uh, the things that I can't get from my guy friends. So like, or that I don't seek. I don't mm-hmm. seek these things from my guy friends. I don't seek like kindness. They can be kind to me, but I don't seek that. Mm-hmm. Um, an exchange of energy that is proportionate of like what we're going through. Emotional intelligence, I think, is really, really high. And like he said, he doesn't ask like the uh, to clean or whatever. I, it's like this level of expectations, like your standards. Because I've lived with somebody for a very short period of time, but I've I always keep my space a certain order. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you can't keep with that order, I really it just makes my whole funk, mm-hmm. and I can't keep that energy. So I just like kindness, support an exchange of of equal energy um and emotional intelligence those are the things that i i value within a woman and that's really good that you say that because when you live with someone it's not easy like if you're a clean freak and you're living with somebody that's a hot mess like that's gonna drive you crazy that's definitely yeah and like i'm pretty sure that's gonna be the reason somebody has to go yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean Let's talk about that because I'm not, I don't have that many things. Like, I'm not gonna say I'm a minimalist, but you are a minimalist, but like, (laughs) like by, I guess, by default, default, right? I'm like, I don't really, all the things I have now are useful to me. Like, 
all these all the things you see in this room is probably all the things i own that are physical products besides clothes Mm -hmm. and so when i'm organizing myself i'm just like i don't really have that many things so it may look like a mess but it's not really a mess but how other people perceive it being messy like how am i going to properly store these micro microphone arms when they're folded up they look like it's a mess anyway when they're extended it looks like a bigger mess so like mm-hmm. so that doesn't bother me but i've come into situations where it's like can you move this shit i'm like where am i gonna put it <laughs> where am i gonna put it I, it's on the shelf yeah but it's sticking out the shelf i'm like well that's the type of dynamic this product is like i can't physically control it anymore like that's the smallest it can get and if it's poking out and it looks bad like i'm sorry but like that's not because I'm a messy person. That's just because the things I have are abnormal size. Like that, that tripod. Somebody told me that like that looks like anal it's beads. Like a dildo. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that is a tripod. I, I don't use these for anything else. You sure? I'm positive. Okay. I'm positive. Positive. Because that goes. That can wrap around trees and shit and metal bars. So like that's not sanitary. Yeah. Even, even if you clean it, but. <laughs> but so most of my stuff is like outlandish and weird like or big like my backpacks are usually big like i'm sorry they take up space but like i need them i need the space like <laughs> yeah just because you don't like it and you're coming into my environment like don't try to like change that because i have my my things certain spots like i just because you think that i have a screwdriver underneath my bed is weird but like i remember that that screwdriver is there and if I move it, okay. what if I forget about it? Yeah. <laughs> because I bought those baskets, right? And I put all my stuff in baskets, like, the other day. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is so cool. And now I could pull them out, like, drawers. And, like, now I have my, my stuff. I'm just thinking there. about how you build stuff in your sleep with that screwdriver on your bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's because in case someone has to come. No, yeah. And just stab, <laughs> stab somebody. It's my defense uh, weapon. My screwdriver. That's, that's particularly odd. Like, when you move in with somebody you gotta get accustomed to their odd little quirks yeah yeah how like be understanding of it like yeah because that are there odd quirks between you and um your boyfriend well yeah because we're both single at this time so we don't really have any (laughs) examples yeah um i am super ocd so like if you (laughs) (laughs) if you eat something like i expect you to wash your dish right after Mm. or like your clothes like why can't you put it away why does it have to sit on the couch why does it have to be on the floor like that kind of thing and like i just have these weird habits like sweeping before i go to bed and like cleaning obsessively like for no reason like there's no reason i'm cleaning the stove three times a week is that an outlet for your anxiety i have come to realize that it is like it my compulsive behaviors definitely stem from anxiety and like me needing to have control over something when I can't control what's in my head. Mm-hmm. So, interesting point. But, yeah, I definitely had to kind of control that. But Fernando, my boyfriend, also, that's so funny, too, Fernando, <laughs> <laughs> um, had to, like, I guess, accept that part of me. And, like, at first it was very annoying to him. But, like, now he kind of just does it without realizing, like, he's doing it. Um, and so, I... So, he'd be sweeping, like, right before bed. He's like... So no, I okay. I have to be the one to sweep. I hate when other people sweep like that. Just because you have a what? It just stresses me out. There was one time I had a roommate and she tried to sweep and it was just bothering me how she couldn't get everything into the dustpan and she was struggling and I did it. I came like mom and everything was okay. So I just have a hard time like allowing other people to clean because I feel like they're not yeah, gonna do it, it the properly. way I want them to do it. 
and there's a lot of things about my boyfriend too like like you were saying like his space like the closet for him like he needs to have his own closet he needs to have something that's his because i have a lot of crap Mm -hmm. like i'm not a minimalist at all (laughs) (laughs) so just kind of like understanding like what works for us and makes us comfortable has helped us and like when we moved out like that was one thing that we made sure to talk about before like okay i need a closet for myself you need your own and like the room can't just look girly all the time because yeah. you're not the only person living there yeah. um kind of thing How, like he has his own closet mm-hmm. have you seen it do you know what it looks like or is it just like nah that's your closet oh, whatever yeah. that looks like you keep it to yourself <laughs> have, I have found myself like putting my coats in there because I don't have like a full closet. <laughs> you invader. <laughs> <laughs> but with his permission, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, he likes it like coordinated to like how he's going out. Like this yeah. is my clubbing outfits. This oh, is my work cool. clothes kind of thing. And I'm just kind of like I put everything in one draw. Yeah. And, and then you're just like it might be in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I do the exact same thing. I keep like my casual clothes in one like section. The things I'm gonna wear out, and then just really, really like oh, I want to flex like this right here. <laughs> you uh, got like tears to your clothing <laughs> section. Yeah. So that's how I, that's how I keep up my space. I think it's really interesting when you get into this space with another individual. Mm-hmm. The language barrier that you start that you have to like break and then create your own language and mm-hmm. inside jokes. Like uh, I think the biggest struggle that I had was um, oh, if you want to come over. Like, why don't you just say yes? Like, oh, can I come over? And then I reply, oh, only if you want to. It's like, why don't you just say yes? I'm like, only if you want to, you come <laughs> over. I don't want you to come over because I'm saying yes. I want you to want to come over. It's the consent, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want you to make sure that you're a thousand percent sure you want to be here. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to, to be here just because I want you to be here. I want you to be a willing participant in the social interaction we're about to have yeah (laughs) and like the other like language barriers is like oh what do you what do you want to eat or that's a hard question that's a a very hard question (laughs) or it's like um from my experiences they give an open-ended open-ended statement like oh i'm thirsty oh oh, here's some water i didn't want water i'm like so tell me exactly what you want (laughs) and i'll get it for you is this like this different way that i communicate i communicate very direct like oh i want mm-hmm. blank yeah but from my experiences like is this general and then i have to figure out what you want mm-hmm. i think it depends like on the person too because like at first like my boyfriend would ask me like oh what do you want to do what do you want to eat and like we would sit there for like an hour almost coming up with possible places that we could eat but now i'm kind of just like oh can we go get falafel like very specific Mm -hmm. because like i've learned that sitting around asking me what i'm gonna want to eat is just never gonna work (laughs) yeah because usually like we have something in mind but we don't know how you're gonna feel about that like i don't know if you want falafel so i think it depends on the person and like what your interests are like if you're very different because i don't eat meat but my boyfriend does yeah so like when we go out somewhere like it has to be somewhere that i can also enjoy yeah and not just like a salad yeah, exactly kind of thing yeah. <laughs> so i think it depends too i would say that me and juan think very logically about situations right whether it be problems especially if, it, if we're in a relationship and our significant others talking about their problems right or a specific problem like oh this person did this to me immediately 
my thought goes to the solution, right? As opposed to maybe just taking it in and just seeing where what the proper release or feedback is. What, do you do that? Do you like? Would you say you? I learned the hard way to to, to just yeah to do take, that to, to just it. take it in yeah because <laughs> when people want to vent, they just want a wall to bounce mm-hmm. bounce off of. And I've always been like, oh, this is what you got to do and do. And it's like yeah. I know what I got to do. I just want to yeah. express my like my anger or my sadness. I'm like, all right, okay. I feel like, <laughs> right. like we think very logically and we think very okay. Let me help you figure it out. Let me help because you want to so, solve that. this because yeah, I don't want you help. to have that problem. Like. Don't want you to come up angry anymore. We don't want you. (laughs) Yeah. So let's solve the problem. But then maybe, as an outsider looking in, what do you think of that train of thought? Like, like put yourself in the person venting or Mm -hmm. talking about that problem. Like, what do you think? If we try to give you a solution, and you're you're like, um, sometimes it can be helpful. But like you said, like a lot of times we just want to vent it out. Like, Mm -hmm. and being a girl, like girls, we like to gossip. Like Mm -hmm. we like to just spill the tea. Like just to say it or like express how we're feeling about something um so when you're like constantly kind of like offering a solution it's like well are you really listening because like that goes back to like mindfulness right like the whole time i was venting were you thinking about a solution or were you actually listening to me kind of thing that's interesting that is i never thought about that i never thought about that because like i'm thinking if i give you if i give you a solution i'm listening to you i'm giving you like Two plus two, <laughs> four. Were you really listening though? Is it ma- like I'm like that's what I'm going. Am through. I really talking about math right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, so well, that's so. Yeah, when I, you think can about you elaborate that? Like, can you, yeah. yeah, elaborate. Like, yeah. like, how did you get there? How did we get from? Yeah. Like, are you really listening to like how, what is like what? Why is that? Why is that a disconnect? If I give you a solution to something that I see as a problem, because you mm-hmm. come to me and you're either upset or you're venting, whatever, and I'm trying to end that for you trying mm-hmm. to end that and not have you go through that experience again why am i not listening because sometimes it's not that you're not listening it's just that sometimes like when someone is talking to you right like a lot of times we get stuck in like all right well what am i going to say next and we start thinking about it and then we get so into our own thoughts that sometimes it's just like huh well what did you say kind of thing so like i feel like if you're just quickly offering a solution you're not really taking in like every single thing of what i'm saying because like if i just vented to you for like five minutes straight but you're already offering me a solution like you're not really like processing everything like you might have missed something because in the moment that i was saying something really important that i wanted you to like grasp like you were thinking about how we're gonna fix this i came up with the solution at that point and i completely missed yeah yeah it's like with therapy like so being a social worker like we learn how to like i guess be good therapists and like a lot of times when someone is venting like the use of silence is actually beneficial because the person on the other end also has the opportunity to take in what they just said for themselves because when we let that out like like it's like writing things down like and then we read it to ourselves it's like holy shit like i just yeah. Is that what I was really thinking? Yeah. So, like, the use of silence can be super beneficial in, like, us taking in what's being said and you kind of just being there to listen. And, like, um, in addition to, like, the use of silence, um, just kind of, like, paraphrasing and summarizing, like, what the person is saying shows that you're listening. Like, 
instead of offering me a solution like yeah babe like when you said that when sally said this this and that and that made you feel like i felt that kind of thing yeah like that mm-hmm. shows me you were listening and you really took in what i said and you're trying to understand how i'm feeling instead of quickly resolving to be the superhero which is great but like in any kind of therapeutic exchange like it shouldn't be the first thing that you jump to yeah whoa (laughs) so so the whole thing is that you want to dissect and understand that emotion that's that you're expressing yeah rather than just like oh this is how you gotta fix it and then now you won't have that problem anymore yeah because it like it, it sounds easy for you to just be like, okay, well, like, for example, if I'm Slap venting. Slap that bitch Sally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if I'm venting about my job, right? And you're just like, well, have you thought about finding another job? It's like, I don't want to stress about having to find another job right now. Like, you're adding to my stress. Just yeah. listen mm-hmm. to what I'm saying about what happened at work kind of thing. Because it's the, that particular instance only is only going to make you feel that way for a short yeah. period of time, right? But finding a new job is a (laughs) that's a whole new stressor (laughs) yeah and that's more long term because until you find that job you're gonna be thinking about that so that's not the proper like solution to it because it's only gonna make you feel that way temporarily Mm -hmm. but finding a new job you're gonna be feeling all types of ways until you find the job and that can take however short or long that takes Mm -hmm. i'm still like dumbfounded about the (laughs) <laughs> just, are you are you paid attention <laughs> because you said for you said in, in your example five minutes of venting right i feel like i would get so lost just like i'm trying to take in all the information but mm-hmm. then i'm getting scrambled by my my brain like oh my god oh my god what did you just say even though like i didn't want to interrupt yeah. you but then it just it, <laughs> like i feel like my brain would get overwhelmed in that particular um example just I, right now I'm getting overwhelmed like imagine <laughs> somebody's venting to me for five minutes and I'm trying to pay attention and I'm, I'm guilty of the silence part I'm guilty of being like yeah yeah uh-huh yeah but for me that comes out as as I want you to know that I am taking in that information and mm-hmm. giving you a, a cadence that yes I've heard <laughs> and I've heard you I took it in mm-hmm. and then you say something else and like okay I heard you I took it in yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah just now when you were talking i said yeah twice and i was like all right silence (laughs) the silence i'm taking that silence and see like if i can understand more and i was like really following your train of thought and i was like maybe i do need to just shut up and not because it doesn't come from me wanting to do that because i want to actively like make noise in the Mm -hmm. conversation right because that ultimately that the yeah and the uh uh-huh are are noise I just wanted it to come across as I'm paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you my undivided attention. Like, I am paying attention to you. And I've been in situations where the person on the other end is like, are you paying attention? I'm like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I've been telling you, I've been like trying to communicate that I have. And there it gets messy, but like, I'm going to really try the silence thing. I'm going to really just be like, okay. Well, don't just not say anything either. Okay, so what's the line? Where's the, like, do I, when do I hop in with my ad lib? Like, well... <laughs> Let them finish okay. and then just like and offer them. Phrase, like how you yeah, say. something like that. Like when you offer a solution, it kind of makes us feel like our problem is not as big as it seems because you're quickly, quickly offering. Quickly solving it. Yeah. So and that's not, yeah, the, you're diminishing how I'm feeling and you're basically telling me that, you know, oh, that's not a big deal. 
That's I something. solved it like this. Exactly. When I, before you have finished your sentence, I solved it. <laughs> See, easy. And then for you, yeah. it's like, no, motherfucker. And we're diminishing the uh, the emotion attached to that mm-hmm. situation, but not the situation itself. Because like, mm-hmm. I can have. It's like the principle, not what you did. You know, is oh, like she really just came with me at this attitude, and like you, it builds up. And I've had like those situations where it's very small, but like this one particular thing really got me irked, mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm degrading the emotion to it when I just yeah. give that easy solution. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people process things a lot different too. So like something that I vent to you about may seem like nothing to you, but in my head, like my world is falling apart. Yeah. And like understanding that can also be super good in any relationship or friendship. And like just helping you realize like, okay, like my perception is different, but that doesn't make their pain any less. Because, like we were talking about on the episode we recorded for my podcast, like, someone might see, like, being a divorced child as, like, no big deal, right? But to other people, that is the factor that surrounds everything that they do in their life. And, like, it... It's a pillar of who they are. Yeah, exactly. So, like, everyone processes things different. And, you know, being a man and a female, like, you know, what we see as a big situation to us might seem like nothing to you because it's not something that you worry about. Not something that we deal with. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the analogy I try to get across is like if Fernando was to punch me in the face, I'm going to take it some <laughs> sort of way. But if Fernando was to punch a professional boxer in the face, it just rolls off. Is yeah. is not the situation. It's just everyone's gone through experiences like the professional boxer. He's trained in that. Mm-hmm. So if someone who is already from a divorce like uh, family mm-hmm. they can take it as like oh it's whatever mm-hmm. but someone who's grown up in a mom and pops and then they just divorced and they're going through it it's like oh it's whatever my mom yeah. pops has been divorced for so long it's like yeah. 18 years like yo it's good bro like, yeah good. it's just it's whatever it's just like yeah. you're you're taking away that you don't know what they've been through mm-hmm. yeah you i don't feel know like, how could they could take it i feel yeah. like we do that because um to relate to the person, right? But now when we're relating experiences, we're diminishing. Them. We're ahead of their their timeline, right? That mm-hmm. just happened to them, but we've been living our whole lives with it. Yeah. And so now you're like, nah, it's super easy. Like you're fine. But it's because we already spent so much time with mm-hmm. it, and we accepted this the situation for how it is. Whether if we did it when it first happened, or mm-hmm. if we did it later on in our progress, but. Yeah. Now we're we're trying to relate. We're trying to empathize, right? But then at the same time, we're like, "That's super. You're gonna be fine. It's it's good. Like, look how like I'm good. Like you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, but I I'm, I've also spent like 22 years. Yeah, do like in it, being in that newly divorced like era that you're now experiencing. And so now I think it's because we're trying to relate so hard to other people to kind of maybe humanize them and be human with others that mm-hmm. we lose the fact that, like you said, the whole world could be crumbling. Yeah. At that time. That mm-hmm. was that was crazy. Yeah. And just letting a person know that you feel with them and not like feel bad for them or like, oh, like I know what you're going through because you yes, we've been in the same situation, but you don't know what it's like to be me right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So just I guess realizing that difference and knowing what kind of boundaries you need to set with how you're I guess supporting someone emotionally and just being very careful with the things that you say because if you are telling someone like you're gonna get through it look at me like you're kind of saying well 
you know, it's no big deal. I'm I'm this person. I'm amazing. And I, yeah. I got through it. Like, it's nothing. You know, like, I'm better than you right now kind of thing. So I think that that goes down to any relationship. Just being careful with how you take in other people's emotions. Because emotions suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. Have you ever been in a situation where the person is venting to some, to you and then you have no idea what to say or what to do because you it's not something you've ever gone through Mm -hmm. like i i remember one time i was like i'm listening to what you're saying Mm -hmm. um i don't know what to say Mm -hmm. i have not been in this particular experience ever in my life Mm -hmm. i cannot relate to it i don't know what you could possibly be feeling i'm just gonna be here to help you in any way that i can if you tell me how because I'm not experienced in this situation you're going through. Yeah. Like, have you ever been in that kind of, like, situation where you're like, I can't help you. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I want to help you. But you kind of need to help me help you. Like, I say those exact words. I, I like that you guys say that, though. But then that goes back to you wanting to be the superhero and fix the problems instead of listening, right? Because not, you're not Superman. <laughs> you're not Superman, bro. <laughs> like... It's okay if you can't relate to someone, yeah, yeah. you know, like you don't have to be able to relate to what they're going through to support them, you know, just let them know that you're going to be here regardless. And like something we learn a lot in social work is um, one thing to say to someone to let them know that you're empathizing with them is like, I can't imagine what you must be going through right now kind of thing to give them that reassurance. Because like, you really can't. Exactly. Like, and... Just letting them know, like, yes, I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes right now, but, you know, we're going to get through this together. We'll figure it out. Like, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Because at that point, you're giving that person the space to kind of tell you what it is that they need from you right now. Like, do they need space from you? Do they need you to, I don't know, spend more time with them right now? Like, And you're giving them that okay to let me know, like, what it is I can do to help kind of thing it's also like checking your own ego Mm -hmm. because like um trying to give this solution is basically saying that your experiences is encompassing all of it like you know what to do and how to go about Mm -hmm. everything it's like that's not true like Mm -hmm. you don't know the step about how to go about this you gotta let the person take their own steps yeah and how you might have handled the situation might not work for everyone yeah because a lot of men for example they they just shrug a lot of things off right but yeah i think that's a that's a toxic trait but yeah that's that's not good at all trust me like if you guys need therapy go to therapy but (laughs) everybody needs yeah (laughs) but like us women we can't easily shrug things off the Mm -hmm. way you guys do no when you say like go to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. I think therapy is in a space where you're speaking to someone you don't know, so you're able to really just confess these um, ex- uh, emotions and expression. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're already in a space where you can express yourself openly, I think that's you're less likely to need therapy. I know that everyone needs therapy for certain things because not everyone's completely open, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's telling in the society today that so many people need therapy because there's so many people are holding things back mm-hmm. they're not really expressing themselves yeah. i think we also not only need therapy but we need a community where we can be open about who we are and what we feel mm-hmm. i think the only difference with having someone that you can be uh, vulnerable with as far as like your emotions and thought processes go is the fact that a therapist is an unbiased person in your life so they don't know what it's like to come home be Valdez be Fernando be Jasbel like they literally don't know anything other than what you're telling them yeah so like if I go to my best friend and I tell her what I'm going through of course she's gonna go based off what she sees and what she thinks is best for me what she's already known yeah okay but a therapist on the other hand is going to give you professional advice that's completely unbiased because they don't know anyone in your life other than what you're telling them and they genuinely just want to help you solve the problem for you they're not thinking about x y and z they're just there to support you and you know offer you the resources like they don't give you the answer but they offer you the resources to help you find the answer within yourself if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like for example journaling my therapist tells me to journal a lot and like when i journal i'm able to kind of navigate my own thoughts and kind of figure out what i might need and you know what's been bothering me and some of the things i need to cut out in my life or some of the things that i need to do more of in order to feel good and less anxious kind of thing Um, So I think that therapy definitely isn't for everyone, but if you are someone that is struggling, like you definitely should reach out to someone and like, it's okay if you do, like if you're a man, if you're a woman, like it shouldn't have to be a men can't go to therapy kind of thing. It should be like anyone that is in need of someone to talk to is in need of that extra support. Like that's completely normal thing. And I think that society has a lot to do with that. Like, you know, oh, you go to therapy, like, you're weak, bro, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you're bro. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, weak. Sorry. <laughs> that leads into something we were having a conversation about in the car. So, we saw a TikTok where there was this guy just ranting about kind of, like, not being able to have feelings or mm-hmm. being oh, yeah, yeah. targeted or looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And and he said he doesn't seek that from his male friends, right, no, I do earlier. Not. And then so <laughs> I, I was like, is are we to blame for that? as the male population like we don't why do we invalidate the support and kindness from others right from other men mm-hmm. i i think it's um because uh, like i would joke around like <laughs> i'm not gonna i don't want to hug from you bro like get out of here i think i think it comes that when you're when you're growing up you see there's also like is you see your guy friends as also like not only your friends but competition you surround mm-hmm. yourself with people who you want to compete with at a, at a at a certain level like i am competing with fernando being like a good podcaster a good host like there is you surround yourself with your competition and generally speaking you don't show your competition weakness and from if you're taking it further back you don't want to show the other guys the other men in the room or in your community weakness because they're going to take advantage of that Mm-hmm. And you just hold that back so you can show strength. Um, I forgot his name, but the writer of uh, Art of War, Sun Zhao, he said, when you're weak, sh- uh, re- uh, show yourself as strong. When you are strong, show yourself as weak. But that's 
I get that, but I also think that that quote can be very toxic. No, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying yeah. it's not toxic. I'm just saying <laughs> that's the mindset of a man. Like, yeah, if he's weak, he doesn't want to show himself as weak. You want to show mm-hmm. yourself as strong, yeah. and if you are strong, you would want to show yourself as weak to see who is willing to stab you in the back. Like, oh, this is yeah. not really my friend. Now, is it to blame? Uh, we're brainwashed. Unfortunately, we're brainwashed now in in every capacity. And I feel like there's a lot of older adults that I've seen, for example, just like, "Don't be a bitch." Yeah, you're fine. Don't be a bitch. Or like when you, you're a male and then you fight your male cousin and like at a family gathering, like like when you're younger, right? <laughs> that's, a, ex- that's a party. There's examples <laughs> where it's like it's like first from the like, "Don't cry, don't be a bitch," just because you lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, why do we? Why do like as young kids? Why do we say that to our to the our younger kids? Like so for example, if I have, I have nephews, and they'll be they'll be play fighting because they they like be watching WWE and shit. And <laughs> my old my oldest cousin, the first cousin, the first grand um grandson of my grandma's, right? He'll be mm-hmm. like, the first one to cry is a bitch. Like don't cry. Like if y'all gonna be playing, don't cry. Don't be a bitch. Like I feel like it's important to kind of let's make those steps to stop. Using those kind of terminology, especially at a young age, like you it's, mean, bitch. The word no, bitch? no, like no, like don't, don't <laughs> cry, like don't cry, don't like do X, Y, or and Z, up. yeah, or man up, like shit, like that, like yeah, that's not useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It never, it's never been useful. But I feel like when I've heard that term before, I've never been like motivated. I'm ready to take. Not gonna be a bitch. Yeah. I'm crying. Not gonna be a bitch. Not gonna be a bitch. Like shit didn't hurt. My feelings aren't hurt. Like uh-huh. I've never, I've never heard man up and think. All right, let's go. Let's do this. I'm. I've always been demoralized by that. I like, differ. You do. You feel like you. If I told you to not man to up, not today, because I know I'm a man. Yeah. But as a kid, I would want to be a man. I would want to be. The person I was looking up to, like my brother, mm-hmm. and he would be like, don't be a bitch, man up. And I'm yeah. like, okay, he isn't crying to the situation, so I shouldn't cry because I'm aiming to be like him. But he's not in the situation. You're in the situation. No, because he's... Because over- it's easy to, as a third party to say that, you're talking about but you're not in it. You're talking about no, wrestling. I know I'm saying, but like okay. it's but he didn't fight his cousin, right? He wasn't feeling any of those blows. He wasn't there. He was just watching as a bystander, right? But to say like... I'm not crying, so you shouldn't be crying. But it's not like you didn't just get punched in your nose really hard. Be- yeah. And that wasn't even on purpose. That was just an accident because accidents happen in those playful situations. Like, like when you hit somebody a little bit too hard, you're like, oh, I know I fucked up. I'm sorry. Like, like it's you can't just be like, I. you can't just take that as he's not crying, so I'm not going to cry. It's because he wasn't directly involved in whatever that altercation was or whatever yeah. that specific scenario is. But I think it's like, you can, I think you could put a value on physical damage though. Like emotional, mm-hmm. you can't get the grasp of it. But it's yeah. like, as a, as a biker and it's someone, and I'm training somebody to like ride a bike and they fall and they're like, they're just down, they're just like, ah, oh. I'm just like, all right, you got to chill because like, in this world, if you're going to be wrestling, if you're going to be riding a bike, you're going to get bumps and you're going to get bruises. You might get hurt. You can't take that L so hard because the way that you take that first L or the L's that are coming is going to be the same way you take the next. And I think it's just that harsh reality is that it's going to get you ready for what's coming up. That's that's how I took it. If falling off the bike, I would... I have the philosophy of just let it happen. Like, let whatever they're experiencing, let that flow, however it is. 
because I don't want to be like I don't again I didn't fall just <laughs> just then right I remember when I fell and I took it a certain way and I feel like it's important to let them kind of come onto their conclusion on their own as opposed to like okay fell I'm like okay process that real quick just don't get up just process what just happened and then yeah. as they're getting up bring it up later like alright so like when you fell like how how was that like for you like because it, it's important because if you're like yo that's gonna be like the rest of your life fall if you fall like that again you're gonna you're gonna feel that way every time like that, I don't think that's, that's healthy I think I think it's it's okay to set the expectation to a reality it's like when I was teaching my, my, my niece how to ride I'm like you're gonna fall you're gonna get hurt and it's gonna be scary but these are the things you're gonna have to endure like mm-hmm. that's the reality like when when I was taught anything like my brothers always told me like this is what's gonna happen or like you're gonna face this at one point. I might not be there, but you're gonna face these things. And knowing that I'm gonna face that, oh, I'm gonna get hurt. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fall. Uh, I'm gonna be scared the first couple of times when I go down speeding. It's. I think it's okay to hit somebody with reality, but not diminish that their their experience with reality is gonna be different with yours. It's just saying like, yo, if you're gonna get in a fight, you're gonna get punched. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm not gonna say, oh, the punches are are not gonna hurt. That's what I'm saying. I like that you say that because, like, if we're gonna train our kids, for example, to be open with their emotions, right? Let them know, like, the world is not always peaches and daisies. Like, yeah. the world is going to beat you up. There's gonna be people like X, Y, and Z. Like, you're gonna experience this, this, and that. But just give them that reassurance, like it's going to be okay like and if you fail or if you get hurt like it's okay yeah so i think that that could be really beneficial like when you hit people with like what to expect Mm -hmm. and like kind of let them know though that you know when that happens like you don't have to man up like it's okay if you sit with your emotions kind of thing I just <laughs> I'm taking that in. I'm taking that all in. The processing use of silence. It. Yes, <laughs> it's like um, prepping somebody for the reality of the world because it's gonna be a hard conversation. Because I know my sister is gonna have the conversation with my niece, but I, it's also gonna be a hard conversation about the realities and the harsh realities that I'm not the example for every guy you're ever gonna meet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna be very harsh to, to explain like there are going to be some people who are aiming to do you wrong mm-hmm. and and it's might be somebody you you know mm-hmm. like like just like what you said and the things that i've experienced it's going to be somebody close to you so always keep your like always keep your eyes open and be willing to say something even if it's fearful cuz i'm as a kid when those things happen to you and also to me you don't want to speak up cuz you don't want to ruin this world is dynamic you don't want to crush it anymore because you're ready this is bad if i add this is gonna be worse mm-hmm. and that's that's what i experienced like yeah. did you ever expe- did you experience that feeling that's, like yeah yeah like you don't want oh this is already a horrible living space i don't want to make it worse by saying what this person did to me mm-hmm. and i have to express that to my niece that this is the reality of the world. What we've been doing to you is basically putting you in a cocoon and trying to keep you as safe as possible for as mm-hmm. long as we could until you have to 
go about this world and it's gonna hurt yeah i i really like that because when you just let someone experience for their own like it's gonna make them a tough person yes but like sometimes life hits you with things that you never thought possible Mm -hmm. but if you kind of model like you know this is the type of person that you should be with in the future but when you go out into the world people are like this like it it gives them two different perspectives and allows them the option to choose like okay do i want to be like my uncle valdez or Mm -hmm. do i want to give in to all the negativity of the world kind of thing so i think that it's important to you know let them know like what happens in the house is not always going to be the case outside because they're going to have families of their own too and it might not work out and they may experience something that they've never seen in their own homes Mm kind of thing like when i have a kid i'm sure that it's going to be a different experience even for me because like we were talking about on the episode on my podcast um yeah go watch that (laughs) (laughs) um like i don't know what it's like to grow up with the dad in the house so if i am having a kid and i expect the father to be there in their life like that's going to be a completely new experience for me because i don't know you don't have experience yeah i don't know this um so this is weird (laughs) that's suspicious what's happening (laughs) yeah life life is all about experience but i think that when you are better equipped for what the world is gonna hit you with it makes the experiences a lot easier yeah in a way I like the niece's point You're, when you talk about your niece. I've, well, my nieces, especially the time I spent in Mexico, we spent Valentine's Day together. And oh, so I wanted to go cute. above and beyond. <laughs> I wanted to set the bar really high for the, their potential boyfriend or girlfriends in the future. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh, nah, I'm, I'm going to be like, this is, I'm doing this for you. And you owe me nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I have no, like, except like that you're my family interest. Like, because I love you. You're my niece. Like, I'm going to fucking go above and beyond i'm gonna try to set these bars really high so that when somebody who is trying to impress you or trying to court you or trying to date you like when they want to start doing stuff like that they're gonna have to you have this expectation or the standard Mm -hmm. like that you are worthy of the above and beyondness because i feel like so many people i've come across the bare minimum is wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. and when i do a little bit more over the bare minimum because I, I don't like to immediately go i don't want to love bomb somebody i don't want to be like here's a car or some shit right because then they're gonna expect they're, that every time or they're gonna think i'm trying to manipulate them in that you way you said car yeah that's okay. just it's extreme right okay so like i would ease in like with the above and beyond this like okay this this Blower. next yeah like but some people are just used to the bare minimum where it's like wow the bear he's doing the bare minimum that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah and it's like when he I'm, took me out to dinner oof yeah <laughs> but then it was like again when it's like the washing the dishes without being told or mm-hmm. like the folding the laundry parts it's like yeah i mean that's not above and beyond but it sometimes it's taken that way it's like whoa you really went out of your way to yeah. do that and it's like i don't think that's that impressive but that's because i i like doing those kind of things but then to kind of get that reaction almost on like on a consistent basis where it's like oh shit there's a bigger underlying like problem it's like that we have become okay on both sides with Mm -hmm. doing the bare minimum only receiving the bare minimum like yeah 
and I, yeah. I've experienced a lot of the bare minimum. So when I get like this, like I recently uh, went on a date and she cooked me food. I was like, yo, <laughs> she cooked me food. I was just so ecstatic because it's like most of the time I don't get any gestures at all. Yeah, it's usually me putting the gestures forward. So mm-hmm. I was just very. How nice is a how nice is a compliment from from somebody you're dating or just the other gender in general? I mean, from someone I'm dating, I I think I always receive compliments. Oh, yeah. But like from the other gender, it's like uh, that's pretty nice. Like that's cool. I'd be like, oh, you like me? Hey. Bro, bro, I would take I would take a compliment, what? and that's the only thing I'll talk about for like eight months. Like yo, this random lady just said I had nice hair or like my smile was nice. I'm like. Mm-hmm. That that fucking gives me energy for like eight months until <laughs> the next time I get a compliment. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? As a girl, I would assume that you, you almost get like compliments like almost like every other day or like every day, like someone, <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> like, yeah, safe to say, right? Yeah. Just that's every yeah. other day is a little too much. But yeah. It's almost like every hour, right? Yeah. How does that? How does that attitude now come out? Like, is it like, is it more like, oh yeah, I know because so many people tell me, or is it like, are you um, humble about it? Like, what is that? What's what's it like receiving an influx of compliments? <laughs> I think that when I was younger, I was a lot more, um, I guess, like vulnerable. Like, oh my god, he called me cute. Like, I'm mm-hmm, cute. Yeah. Like, he could get it, kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you kind of realize your own worth like you kind of just find comfort in yourself and knowing like yeah i'm beautiful and kind of stuff like and then you don't rely on those compliments from other people to kind of validate how you feel Mm -hmm. and like being in a relationship like i guess like i value how my partner compliments me versus some guy on instagram just Mm -hmm. dming me telling me how beautiful i am kind of thing yeah so like I think that it it depends, like, where you're at. Because at some point, like, I, I definitely relied on compliments to feel good about myself. But I'm finally, like, in a place where, like, I can look in the mirror and be happy with what I see, who I see kind of thing. And, you know, like, when I get dolled up and my boyfriend tells me, like, oh, you look pretty or whatever, like, that makes me feel good. Because, yeah. like, you know, he's still attracted to me regardless of all the years we've been together and, like him knowing how i look when i wake up before i go to bed kind of thing like and still finding me pretty it's like it's a nice feeling you know yeah do you give fernando compliments yeah like when he um gets a haircut be like oh you look good kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) or like we're going out like oh baby look nice um stuff like that and i think that that can help strengthen the relationship because if you go like weeks and months without complimenting your partner you can kind of start feeling a little bit insecure like okay like why hasn't he noticed something different about me kind of thing or like the little things like if i go get my eyebrows done like why are you not telling me i look good (laughs) um because i didn't notice (laughs) yeah like why are you not noticing cop out was like i thought you had them done the whole time i think you look amazing (laughs) yeah i think it it depends but i definitely do compliment him i probably don't do it as often as i should but <laughs> when you've been together for so long, it's kind of just like you know you look good, kind of thing. Yeah. But that reassurance is also very nice. It's also nice to hear, just like yeah, to receive a compliment. Because mm-hmm. do you do you receive compliments regularly, Joan? What's regularly? Just like you have a nice outfit on, right? 
Okay. So I know that's how you, this is your style. That's how you dress. Yeah. So every time you pop out like that, is do you get compliments every time by or strangers? Yeah, but strangers or somebody just a few walk, times, a few times, a few yeah. times, right? But I feel like you pop out a lot more times than a few times. Like <laughs> no, I thought you meant. I thought you meant like when I go out with the thing, do I get a compliment? Like just like if you like dress right now and okay. you were just to go to like a Whole Foods to go shop, right? Do, are you gonna get a compliment at Whole Foods no. because of your outfit, right? No. What about crazy. if Jazzville threw out an outfit and she went? You went to Whole Foods. Are you gonna get a compliment? <laughs> well, I work at Whole Foods. Yeah, but it does say a different Whole Foods. <laughs> um, maybe. There's a maybe, but yeah. you you said no. Yeah, it's a right. It's no. a different. Like, Unless she's trying to make a move or something. Yeah. But I did like the last time I went to uh, Whole Foods and I had like a uh, nice trench coat on. There was a few people that were like, <laughs> I was like "Hey." I was like, <laughs> Yeah, so I get it a few times, but not not by the people that I would want it to. See, it's a lot more meaningful when it's coming from someone that you want to hear it from. Yeah, so, well, like, a girl can get DMs from all the guys on Instagram, but if it's not the guy that she wants to mm-hmm. notice her, like, it's going to mean nothing. Unless that's someone with very low self-esteem that needs that mm-hmm. validation yeah. kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, that guys don't just be DMing girls. If you if you not if you don't know you in there, then just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself the trouble. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? I think I hit all the major points right now. Okay, so thank you for coming. Thank you for this having me. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. I'm Fernando. Well does the Don. And I'm Jasbo the Real Don. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs>